With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, Tyrac.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Firestone Destination AT2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. We're broadcasting live in the Tyrite.com studios. Tyrite.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrite.com, the way tire buying should be. Heat Nuggets tonight, probably going to be the last basketball game of the year. That's my guess. We'll see. Um, talk about that this hour. We've got some Saquon Barkley for you. He wants R-E-S-P-E-C-T. We'll take you to Denver. My guy, Brandon Cristal, is, is waiting. And then we'll get you to the press. Monsi Bolaños is having a little snack. She can chill. What's, what's the snack there, Monsi? Tell us with full mouth. Go ahead. What's, what's the snack? Um, she's not. Oh, no. Can't hear her? Okay. No, she's good. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at her. What are you having? It is a vegan chicken Caesar wrap. Are you a vegan? I'm not. I'm a vegetarian. Um, okay. Forgive me. Mm-hmm. No, it's fine. Difference in vegan and vegetarian. Hold on, let me just see if I got this right. <laughs> okay. A vegan, nothing having to do with animals at all in what you eat. Correct. A vegetarian means you just don't eat animals. Right, nothing with a face. Nothing Easiest way to put it. What about eggs? I, I'm not a huge fan of eggs, but vegetarians do eat eggs, yes. Okay. Okay, good to know. Yeah. So you're a vegetarian? I'm a vegetarian. How long ago, how long have you been a vegetarian for? Eight years. Why? Uh, uh, the first rabbit hole I went down was just, I was having like a lot of stomach aches yeah. and then I kind of looked into how the animals we eat are processed and prepared mm-hmm. and then I stopped eating red meat. It started with red meat yeah. and my stomach aches went Is away. Is that a pescatarian when you stop? Oh, oh, that means no, you that means you eat fish. Only fish? Only fish. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so it started with my stomach aches and then I stopped red meat and I stopped having stomach aches and then it just became a ripple effect where I was like, well, maybe... 
I should have. Uh, Jay Stu, have you ever chicken. done the, the vegetarian or vegan thing? No, I don't do that stuff. Me neither. <laughs> no. It's okay. I don't mind if you do that. I look at vegetarians and vegans much the way I look at uh, uh, gay men. More for us. Right? Okay. I have zero issues at all if you're if you're homosexual. I have zero issues at all if you're a vegetarian. I'm not going to make fun of you right. in any way. Yeah. Okay? I just like you got your own reasons. That's cool. Yeah. Like, whatever you wake up doing. Yeah. Okay. That means that there is more steak and possibly the steak will be at a lower price. Possibly. Yeah. Right? So. Yeah. Christina go. made a great tri-tip on Saturday. Oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> I think I'm going to do a little. Succulent. I'm, I, I think I'm going to do a little, um, uh, a little skirt steak tonight. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Harper is a big skirt steak kid. And she's like, I was gone all last week with Hayes. And she's like, I was like, I want to cook dinner tonight. She's like, I was like, what do you want? She's like, steak. I'm like, skirt steak it is. I, I get a mean, a really mean skirt steak. What marinade. What is a skirt steak? What? It's a cut of meat. It's, it's fairly, just a cut of meat. Fairly, okay. fairly thin. Got it. Fairly thin. Okay. Uh, long. Um, okay. And, you know, you get good marbling on a, on a, the better the piece of meat, the better the marbling. Gotcha. Okay. And I'll do a little, uh, I don't know if I'm going to do a marinade. Sometimes I do a marinade. Um, but a little carne asada marinade. Nice. What is a... Uh, Ramos, what's your uh, current cut of meat? I'm more of a filet mignon guy. Oh yeah, no, listen, not it's not that I don't like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, my, mouth it's it's yeah. <laughs> my mouth is watering. Yeah, my mouth is watering. There's no problem. Stomach. Again, again, but please don't think that I'm not. I swear to you, yeah. I'm not making funny. Right? No, I, and I didn't take it. No, and no, I, no. And I'm I, good. I mean this like I I say this no. all the time about a, a lot of different things. Like that's your choice. That's good. That's yeah. cool. More steak for me. More more steak for me, which is which is always a good thing. By the way, Doug Monsi, being a vegetarian, yeah. led us to a eggplant san- um, pizza, which was very good. I, I love eggplant. Yeah, yeah I love big, eggplant. Big, egg, big eggplant fan. Yeah, big eggplant fan. Um, okay, I, this is a, a little bit far afield for what we normally talk about. But did you guys see that Novak Djokovic won the French Open yesterday? Okay, so it's his twenty third Grand Slam. Now, I, I like, this is when I like kind of being the knowledgeable enough sports guy to where I was sitting in a, I think a Buffalo Wild Wings in Wichita, Kansas. And uh, my son was like, that's a lot. I said, yeah. I said, what's crazy is Nadal has 22 and Federer has 20. So I want you to think about this for a second. We're all obviously going to talk about Djokovic and who's the greatest of all time. And it does seem to be trending into his favor and what a what a week it's going to be for Serbia, right? They're going to have the likely finals MVP, a two-time regular season MVP, an NBA champion in Jokic, uh, in Jokic, and Jokic is now the winningest uh, all-time men's tennis player in terms of Grand Slams. First thing is, um, please don't do the compare to women's thing, okay? Because uh, he is second to Margaret Court. Now, this it's not just because he's won behind Margaret Court. When he's won above Margaret Court, I would say the exact same thing, which is Margaret Court's record is the women's record, and his record is the men's record. They're not they don't cross pollinate. They're not the same sport. They're the same in in sport only. They play fewer sets. And oh yeah, by the way, like there was, if you want to go into lesser competition from Margaret Court. Uh, compared to, you know, women's tennis day, you can do whatever you want with it, but I don't compare men's and women's records when they don't cross pollinate and play against women. Mixed doubles, I would. That's the only one place in which you can. 
Um, but here's what's crazy. Do you, do you guys just take a guess? I think you guys know that. Monty, do you know Pete Sampras has the fourth most Grand Slam titles? Okay. The top three are Djokovic, uh, Nadal, and Federer. They have 23, 22, and 20. How many do you think Sampras has? Seven. 14. Okay. 14. So, But here's what's crazy. So Federer won his first Grand Slam title in 03. So it's basically a 20-year span of these three. Right? My, my math okay? Okay. <laughs> and we haven't yet gotten to, there's no Wimbledon yet. There's no U.S. Open yet. And again, if we're fair, we're, we're honest here, you can take two two Australian Opens. Jokovic would have won at least one of them. How do I know? Because he's won like 10 of the last 18 uh, Australian Opens that he's played in, and the field didn't have Nadal and didn't have Federer. Okay. So if, it, if it's 20 years, you're talking four times 20. That's 80 tournaments. Okay. And we haven't played two. 78, and he didn't appear in two. Neither did Federer or Nadal. That's 72. Is it my math okay? Yes, my math's okay. No, 74. 74. So they have won a combined 65 Grand Slams in the last 75 Grand Slams they've all been in. Now, this strikes me as one of two things, and maybe both are true. One, the level of dominance of those three is obscene. Two, and maybe most importantly, how the hell can anybody else pick up a tennis racket and be <laughs> modestly competitive with three different guys over the last 20 years? Think about that for a second. Like, again, I'm not diminishing their dominance. I'm just asking how in 20 years have three guys one, even if we say 80, we'll just go around it up. 65 out of 80 seems like it's an impossibility, but that's what it's been. Okay. I would say most of Nadal's have been on the in on the French Open, right? So he's won the majority of them on clay. That's his big one. And I think he's, he's got fourteen. Not, yeah, that's a lot on Four, fourteen. On one. And and he's missed several of those tournaments because of injury. Right. And Yoke and and what's it? It's Djokovic? Uh, yeah, not you. <laughs> yeah, uh, J- Djokovic, Djokovic has Djokovic has <laughs> won ten Aussie Opens. Right. Okay, but it's he's not. Huh? He's very powerful. Like his serve is dominating. I mean, yeah. It, so he's not as good at the French. Right. But they've all won the. They've all won the Grand Slam. They've all won the French. Federer is is the one that's spread out the most, but the worst at the French. Right. He's more dominant at Wimbledon, where he won eight Wimbledon titles. Anyway, what was your question? Well, no, that's my point. Is that they all they all kind of have their. They're not really like winning it constantly, like four here, four. They they all have one that they really dominate at, and then are kind of okay at the other ones. They still win, but they're not as dominant as. I mean, fourteen French Opens. That's a lot, considering he's won what twenty one. I mean, that's if, if there was no French Open, he, he would only have like seven, right, or six or something like that. So they 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 dominate at one at one particular place the most. I would agree, I would agree, but I'd also tell you that N- Nadal. Nadal would probably be a 30 Grand Slam guy if not for his knee, mm. right? And uh, Federer is the guy who is the worst at, which is interesting, at the French Open because the French Open, so much of it's about your ground strokes. It's it's just like a, it's a very different, the French Open is the one kind of outlier one, right? Bjorg had, uh, 
Bjorn Borg, he had five Wimbledons and six French Opens, never won the Australian Open, never won the U.S. Open. But I, I don't know, it's just crazy to me. One, their longevity, obviously, mm-hmm. is better than previous longevity, right? Because previously you get to 30 and you couldn't compete. That's what happened with with Connors for a little bit and Agassi. They'd have one tournament here or there. Connors famously at the U.S. Open. Agassi, U.S. Open as well. But by and large, once you got to 30, these guys have been done it longer and better. But the three of them, I mean, you're talking about complete obliteration of the competition. We don't have that in any other sport. I mean, think about it. Over the last 20 years, that would be like if, if the Lakers, Warriors, and Spurs won all but three titles. It may feel that way, but it's just not. <laughs> right? Like the Lakers, that was their, this was their first, what, home full playoff game. Remember when they played the Grizzlies? It was the first time they had people in attendance in a decade. Right? You don't realize the Lakers, this is the worst decade ever. There is not another sport that you, it, it feels like a statistical impossibility that three guys, right? Like Tiger Woods was great. He went, he won, he went that level great, but Tiger and Phil, there's no way they're as good or as dominant at the majors as these guys. Again, roughly 80 majors in 20 years, they've won 65 and several they haven't played in because of injury. Mm-hmm. That's what? nuts. That's the most nuts thing. I I was driving around yesterday. I was driving to the airport. I, I as you guys know, I took a couple of days off. Took my son to Montana. Uh, it was incredible. And then we went and played with a buddy's team, um, the PWP Pacers from Tulsa, Oklahoma. We played in in Wichita, and we just had a great weekend. Great kids. They played seven games, and um, I I left them with uh, his grandparents, and I'm headed to the airport. And I'm just, in my mind, I heard somebody talking about Djokovic and being the greatest ever. And I was like, dude, I don't actually even think that's the story. I think this is the story. That for 20 years, three guys Mm -hmm. have won 65 out of roughly 80 majors. That's, it seems, it, it seems like a number that's fake. Only it's not. It's completely real. And American tennis on the men's side has been really non-existent. Yeah, at all. I mean, they've had no one to challenge. Roddick was the last one to make major. I don't know if he was the last one, but it sounds about right. But yeah, they've just been non-existent on the men's side. So, I mean, is is that? Do we think that's one reason why that because tennis has, you know, uh, it's interesting. Like Serena was supposed to make tennis more diverse, hasn't really worked that way. Hasn't really worked that way. I just, I do wonder. Like, is it that tennis has got a smaller pool of players that it hasn't, even though it's been a worldwide sport for a lot longer than other sports that are now claiming to be worldwide sports, its pool has actually shrunken. And that's the reason for dominance. What do you think, Jay Stu? Yeah, no, I, I want to confirm. Andy Roddick, last uh, last mm-hmm. American to win a Grand Slam in 03. Mm-hmm. It's been 20 years. 20 years. How does that happen? <laughs> I mean... Do, do We're you, the richest country in the world. We have a bunch of little rich babies. Around. I, I would, I would get honestly. I would say that those kids that were grew up playing tennis now probably play. I'm, I'm guessing a lot of golf. Okay, country club sport. You play golf instead. Tiger made golf way cooler. That was also 20 plus years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think you know you got all the other ones. Lacrosse. Uh, you obviously have baseball. 
You know, the lacrosse, soccer's always been a big participant. You have to, in order to be great at tennis, you got to start playing when you're like five or six, right? Five or six. And I don't know if you guys know this, I played competitive tennis from like 12 to 14. And I, I was decent. I was getting to be, I was ranked. They have what's called satellite tournaments. And then the big boy tournaments were the open tournaments. So sometimes open players would play in a satellite tournament to get ready for an open tournament. The open tournament people, those are the, those are the ones that are playing on tour, played in college, whatever. And I had played for two years. And my, I never forget this. It was at Los Cabrieros. You ever been to Los Cab in, in Fountain Valley? Great, great facility, especially for tennis. And I played an open guy, open kid. I was 14 in the finals of a satellite tournament. And I got to beat six love to six love. And I just, t- I took my racket to my dad. I was like, you know, I got to be honest with you. He started playing when he was in the womb. And I was like 12 when I started playing. I got no shot in this thing. <laughs> but I- You're honest I, at that age. That's pretty good. A lot of uh, kids just keep parents like, come on, this is one time. You'll get him next time. But you're like, yeah, then we're done. Well, it's just, it's <laughs> such a, I mean, like, look, 14 is really the all in moment. You know, you're either in or you're out. That's really what it is. It's just not, you know, it's just not, especially in tennis. Uh, but isn't that fascinating when you think about it? Like, I would, I would love to see a study on what, ha- what happened to American tennis. And I don't think it's lacrosse because I feel like lacrosse is the, for you, we're going to be football player crowd that realized we're not good enough to be football players, and maybe in their in their parents' mind they decided, hey, you know, this one doesn't cause the brain damage that football can cause. I, I don't know, but where did the American tennis players go, and where did the overall tennis competition go? It was a world sport before basketball became a world sport, before baseball became a world sport. You know, soccer's always been there. How is this possible? I'm just, I don't know. That's how my, 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 my brain works. Anyway, Djokovic, 23 career majors and this giving away two opportunities because he wouldn't get vaccinated, right? In the last two Australian Opens. And did he get to play in the U.S. Open last year? Was that, was that the one that he couldn't play in? One of them I thought he couldn't play in the U.S. Open. I don't think so. I'll double check, but I thought he was, uh, I thought they had some kind of weird rule that hadn't expired yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Got, got in in a. Got in under, under the, the guise of like being a visitor and not having to get, I, I don't know. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat a slice of pizza in under 30 seconds or... I know it'll take you over a minute to down that two liter. If you have, then you're going to love pick six, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. It's super simple. First, download the DraftKings Pick 6 app. Then, pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat, like rebounds, points, assists, and more. Play Pick 6 from DraftKings, the new fantasy app that packs more fun into less time. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use the code DOUG. New customers can play 5 bucks. 
and get 50 in pick six credits. That's code Doug only on DraftKings. Pick six. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 first pick set to receive $50 in pick six credits, which are non-withdrawable and valid for pick six use only expire after six months. Restrictions apply. Limited time offer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick six not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick six states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporting handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of BF Goodrich tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Doug Gottlieb's show, Fox Sports Radio. I want to play for you something Saquon Barkley said. And it's weird. I feel like Saquon Barkley is doing the same thing that Mike Malone did, doing the same thing that conference schools do when they don't get they don't get the call to go to the Big Ten or the SEC or whatever. It's the, oh, you don't respect me when this is all. It, it, same thing we're going to talk about in the pod with should the WNBA be flying charters. T- take a listen to Saquon Barkley. I feel like there's been some things out there that's been misleading. You know, obviously the, the sources or the, the stories that have been out there. I've been public. I came out public. I've been open about it. I said I want to be a giant for life. Um, this is where I want to be. And at the end of the day, um, it's all about respect. And that's that's really what it is. Are you saying that the like reports of deals you allegedly turned down are in, inaccurate? Yeah, it's misleading for sure. Um, I think I've came out and said that I want to be a giant for life. I came out and said that. I'm not trying to reset the running back market. So, you know, for those reports to come out and try to make me look like um, greedy or whatever, uh, I just, that's not even close to being the truth. Uh, again, here's the article uh, that he's talking about. 
that the New York Giants have reportedly made Barkley an offer, would have paid him an average annual salary of $14 million. The deal structure and guaranteed money prevented that deal from coming to fruition. Um, so uh, who knows what the actual dollar figures would be, Okay. His market value currently projected at $47.8 million over four years with an annual salary just under $12 million. He, he's going to be, if he plays on the franchise tag, it's $10 million a year. But he talks about it's like respect. Like, no, it's not. It's just a cost-benefit analysis. It's just a cost-benefit analysis. Give me the running back. Give me the running back. And, you know, t- tell me who's worth the highest, who's the highest paid running backs in the league. Christian McCaffrey wasn't hurt his first three years in the league, has been able to help be healthy since. Okay. He makes on average 16 a year. Alvin Kamara, not healthy, plus some off the field stuff. Derrick Henry, he's a load, but they can't win the big games with Derrick Henry. Nick Chubb, one of the worst teams in football was the Browns. Joe Mixon. Good running back, okay? Makes $10 million a year. Uh, Aaron Jones, good one. How good were the Packers last year after he signed that deal? Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, James Conner, Miles Sanders. Like, you tell me where the league is missing. And here, here's my biggest issue with what NFL players do when they don't get the salary offer that they think they should get. They make it seem like the teams are going like, oh, listen, you were gonna. You should be making fourteen. We'll offer you ten. Then I'm gonna put the four million dollars in my pocket. That's not how it works. It gets spread out to some other player or to other running backs because you can't stay healthy. Because once you get past your first contract, that second contract, you're much less likely to be healthy. Case in point, Christian McCaffrey. So I get it. We all we all grew up. We're older than Saquon Barkley. If you're my age, you remember that every team, it wasn't the franchise quarterback, it was the franchise running back. Think of the 1980s. Walter Payton was the Bears. Yes, they had the 46 defense, but Walter Payton was the Bears. Barry Sanders was the Lions. It was Joe Montana, but also Roger Craig with the Niners. Eric Dickerson. Eric Dickerson with the L.A. Rams. Um, You had Marcus Allen and Bo Jackson with the L.A. Raiders. That's how football was played. It's changed. And it's just a cost-benefit analysis. It's the same reason. Why don't WNBA teams fly charters? Well, they don't have that many games. And it's really expensive. And your team doesn't make that many... Your team doesn't make that much money. Why would you waste all that money? It's Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. Brandon Cristal, longtime friend. He's our Denver correspondent. Normally joins us with, uh, with Broncos stuff. Um... In as honest a way as you can, where, where do the Nuggets fall in the landscape of Mile High Sports Talk? They are firmly second and have been for, I've been here almost 20 years now, Doug, which is it's just hard to believe how old you and I are both getting. But I got here Wait, in December you've been there of 06. 23rd? December of 06. December of 06. Yeah, I said closing in on two decades. 17, 17 years? 17 years, yeah. That's a lot. Okay. Yeah. So December, December of 06. But they are firmly second, and they were when I got here. Carmelo Anthony was here. Obviously, after the trade, they got some nice pieces. Okay, but, but how far but a second? It, it's, it's distant, for sure. Like, this is a Broncos town. Yes. You could do this, you could do this city by city. 
right? And it gets maybe a little tricky in L.A. with Dodgers and Lakers. No, but, no, 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 no. Let, let, me, let me help you out, okay? Um, when, in L.A., you guys tell me if you, you agree or disagree, okay? Because we got three basically lifetime SoCal. Southern Californians, right? I would say most popular team in L.A. is the Lakers. Okay. How I big is the gap? I don't think um, pretty big. Okay. Pr- pretty well, big. That, Dodgers that be- are Dodgers are very very popular. Um, I don't think they're as popular as USC football. Um, I think it'd be a really hmm. interesting like, again probably depend on what time you. But if you looked at the numbers, I I think USC football. Part of it is USC hasn't been good in a while. But we forget that the Dodgers went like 15, 20 years where they weren't very good. They were good, but they were just it was up and down or whatever. But if you do it with big cities, right? Dallas, it's the Cowboys. Chicago, the Bears unify the city. Yes, it's a Cubs town, and the Bulls were great, but it's a Bears town first. Yes. Michael Jordan made his return with the Wizards during a Bears playoff game, and there was like 6,000 empty seats. Uh, I would say Yankees. Yankees. Knicks are pretty popular. There's not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the Nets are not. Uh, let's see here. What are the other? In San Francisco. Red Sox. Now? Red Sox. And there's still a gap with as good as the Patriots and Celtics and Bruins have been. It's still Red Sox first because they've been around the longest. I, I'd I argue. Think, I mean, you lived up that way. but I, I think the Celtics. The Red Sox has been a while since they. Part of it was the Red Sox won titles. It's like how recently have you won titles? Sure. Sure. Right? That, and that changes and then the sports. conversation. Yeah. But so the, the Nuggets are a, a firm second, and they have been. Hockey is, I'm not trying to piss hockey fans off. There's a niche quality to it. You grew up in SoCal. I grew up in Dallas. You don't have the to piss them off. Their, they don't listen to sports radio. Yeah, that's that's a good, why that's we don't talk about too. hockey. So there are diehard hockey fans here, and the 10,000 hockey fans that buy season tickets every year have, even when the Avalanche have been terrible. Obviously, they've been really good of late and won a, a cup last year. And so that being said... Most people didn't play hockey growing up. They don't understand the nuances. We all hooped at some point, and we all can fix an NBA team by trading away one guy or adding a piece, right, or drafting this guy or whatever. And so the Nuggets, through their ups and downs, have been relatively competitive. There was a really good New York Times piece at the start of the playoffs about they're the best team to never play for a championship, and now the, you know, the best team to never win one. I don't know. Best, uh, you know do the Vikings or Bills take exception? I don't know. The point is... This town's going to be on fire, although it is, it's been raining. We moved to Seattle, apparently, or Seattle moved here. It has rained for th- three straight, four straight weeks, and there's no end in sight. So it's been raining all day. That being said, and maybe it'll help if someone actually sets a car on fire. Uh, but if they win tonight, it'll be as big a celebration. Also, you know, football teams don't win in the city that they play in. The Avs won here in 01, so 22 years since the team's won a championship in, in Denver in the Mile High City. That's pretty good. I, 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 forget, I hadn't thought of that. Um, Okay, the other thing we're going to hear tonight is not just, hey, the first championship in Nuggets history if they win tonight. Uh, we're also going to hear, oh, it's a dynasty. It's the beginning of a dynasty. <laughs> right? That's what we do. We can't sure. just, like, let it breathe, let them win a title, compete for another one. It's a dynasty. Um, what does this team look like next year? Almost identical because of the way the contracts are. Bruce Brown is the biggest question mark. And does Jeff Green come back because he's a million years old? And guys like DeAndre Jordan and Ish Smith, who don't play, but they're at the end of the bench. Obviously, Jeff Green does play. If they let Bruce Brown walk because it's just not sustainable with Joker being the highest-paid player in basketball, at least on paper, through last year when he signed that extension, Jamal Murray as a max guy, and then Michael Porter Jr. at whatever his max is, north of 30, which is crazy for his contributions to this point. Uh, and then Aaron Gordon, north of 20 for a couple more years. That's a lot of money tied up in four guys. So not that the Cronkies can't afford to go into the luxury tax or go well into it. Just do they want to pay Bruce Brown 
big money when someone else is probably going to pay him starter money to come start for them. But KCP is still back with one year left on his deal, and then Christian Brown will get more playing time. They've got young guys they really like. Zeke Naji, if he can stay healthy. Peyton Watson from UCLA, and then Colin Gillespie from Villanova. They'd love to just see him get on the court when he gets healthy. So they've got some young pieces. But with Joker, your championship window's open, Joker and Jamal. The, whether it's a dynasty, we'll see, right? We're waiting for the Bucks' second championship in the Giannis era. We weren't really doing that with the Raptors, but it'll be easy to say that. As long as Joker's on the court and operating at the level he's operating or close to it, it's certainly not unfair to pick them as a championship kind of favorite if they win it. I, I don't think there's... there's the, the, the times that those change are when the, the next big contracts come in, right? Right. That's, the, that's, that's, that's what that or injuries could derail it. Sure. Otherwise, you have a you have a pretty good team, and you have, you know, Aaron Gordon changing his role and changed his and his entire career, um, and then they brought in some good pieces and probably getting rid of Bones Highland helped the locker room. I think it's it's fascinating. How much fight do you think the the Heat have in him tonight? I know Jimmy Butler has plenty, right? And that's all he's going to say. I mean, this is a dude that lived in his car. Jimmy Butler's not going to go out there and, and roll over. I don't know where his ankle is. And so we'll see the rest of the team. It's a bunch of guys, right? Gabe Vincent and, and go down the list uh, of just guys that bounced around and were looking for a home and trying to, to find their way into the league. Caleb Martin, guys like that, uh, that I don't think they'll go down without a fight. I just Their margin for error is, is so much thinner than the Nuggets, not just because of the situation, but I'm saying on the court on a given night, right? Even the game they won, the Nuggets lost by three here in game two. So it's not like they blew them out of the gym. I think that you'll see a, a really strong first half. We'll see what happens as we get into the second half. Will fatigue set in? There's a rumor now Tyler Hero upgraded to probable or questionable, whatever it is. He got a slight upgrade. He hadn't played in over a month, and he's got a huge wrap on his hand. They said he looked okay yesterday, uh, the little bit that we were able to see him. But I don't know if Tyler Hero is going to be enough of a shot in the arm to, to propel them because the other thing, too, you talk about the way the team's set up, and you mentioned injuries. The Nuggets are remarkably healthy. Right, they've been healthy all all postseason and really down the stretch after Joker was a little banged up with a calf and a wrist. So that'll play into you know year over year, uh, whatever return to the finals. But they're really healthy right now. Their top eight guys who are in their rotation are knock on wood as healthy as they can be. You know for their sake. So I, I think that you'll get plenty of fight from the Heat. Right, you you know Spo, they're not wired to just roll over. But they did seem yesterday a little resigned to their fate as well. Yeah, and no, I I thought that's what what Game Four was right. Like you didn't get a great performance from from. Uh, um, uh, Jokic, you didn't get anything otherworldly um, from Murray, and yet you still it wasn't really competitive late. Uh, that's not a good. That's not a good sign, especially as re- you re- you return home. Brandon Cristal, our Denver sports guru and correspondent, congrats on 17 years in Denver, and you get to celebrate potentially first championship on uh, home turf since. Yeah, it's been almost a whole year since I've covered a parade. So Denver, little mini championship city. Next up, we'll skip the Rockies who've dropped uh, six of the last seven. We'll go Broncos, Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. Hey, hey by the way, <laughs> I asked you last year, I think off air, maybe on air, I was like, doesn't he look, doesn't he look kind of thick? And you're like, no, he's just really strong. Now everybody else is like, dude, he's, he's lost a bunch of weight. I guess both could be true. No, he was fat last year. Just admitted that you were covering for... Maybe uh, I don't know. I, look, for him. I don't know. It's like me. I think I look thicker than I am, but maybe I'm just fat. Like it's like it looks muscular under there. I see the muscle. I don't know. Hey, by the way, you left Emmett Smith off your list of dominant running backs from yesteryear. He was pretty good. I, I was. I'd get to it. I mean, I know we. It's understood. Hey, can you help me out? How can three guys win sixty-five of the last eighty Grand Slams? 
Yeah, I, it's like nobody else in the world's playing tennis. Yes. Hardly. Yes, it's crazy. that's what it feels like. It's crazy. I wonder if, if uh, the other Joker, the original Joker, who said he's yet to meet Nikola Jokic in person, they're obviously both Serbian, but as a huge fan, said he wants to try to get to a game. Does he fly from Roland Garros? Are we going to see Novak Djokovic? I, I, I don't know, but I hate the uh, – he's a, I'm, a, he, I'm a huge fan. You're a huge fan. Tell me the game. Do you have his number? No. He said he just got his number. He said it. Uh, he yeah, was on then you're not channel. a huge fan. You're not a huge Real fan. Real quick, too. I looked up. So Joker's still the highest-paid player this year. Do you know who the second-highest-paid player in the NBA is? Second-highest-paid player? Yeah. Good question. In fact, the top five is two. Two are no-brainers. No, with Joker being one. I don't. Was it Westbrook this year? Nope. Bradley Beal two, Giannis three, and then Book and Carl Anthony Towns, couple Kentucky guys, are tied at four. This is total value of their contract, but still. Oh, total Bradley value of the contract. Second highest paid, and I know his money manager, so he's doing well. I ask him for some some money. Um, yeah. th- thanks, Brandon. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. 
when I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rockies and Padres tied at four here in the bottom of the ninth after a long rain delay that's going to end right here. Oh, my! Nolan Jones crushes it! A walk-off winner! Touch him all time! God, you got to love this kid. That's our progressive play of the day. How about them Padres, huh? Progressive's making things even easier. That'll be a bundle of your home. Car insurance together. You can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Uh, bigger mess this year. Padres, who, um, uh, who sit at 31 and 34, 477 on the season, or the Mets. They're fourth place, by the way. Padres are fourth Mets place. Mets are in fourth place as well, $340 million payroll. Who's a bigger mess? I think the Padres were the consensus choice to win the, the National League. Consensus choice? I mean, because of their talent. People forget, man, the team with the best talent rarely wins in baseball. It's the team with the best mixture that is cohesive and has chemistry, you know? No, it's the team with the most talent. Never. Almost never. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. The, in, the the regular season? Almost never in the regular season? In the regular season. No, I'm talking about the entire thing. Champions. No, but in the regular season, it's generally the most talent. Eh, I won't even say that. No. Who had the best record in the National League last year? Uh, the Dodgers typically yeah. do. Yeah, and do, they had like an all-star team. They and then they talent. couldn't yeah. win the playoffs. Yeah. Astros have great talent. Yeah, and how they do. And they won it. Yep. Yes, correct. Those are the two outliers. The outliers? No, they're not. No, they're not. Baseball is. I. I don't. I don't. I do. I buy that you need some cohesiveness. Like you spend. There's a lot of downtime together, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't really have to be that much of a team to be a great baseball team. Pitcher comes in, does his job. Mm-hmm. It's a kind of a do your job sort of sort of sport, especially in the. And now, can there be like special years where guys all play above their level? Sure. Sure. Like the Nationals, like the like the Nationals, the Giants two years ago. Well, maybe they're just better than other. You know, you have you have an All Star team generally with the Dodgers, and they generally win the regular season. They don't win the postseason. Ugh. Maybe that that's where your cohesiveness and, or maybe get a closer or starting pitching or and everything it changes to kind of a different sport. Let's get to the press. The press. By the way, just so you know, Monty, that was Jason's time carved out to stomp on the Padres. <laughs> Which he did repeatedly last year, only to lose them in the playoffs. Oh, it's so annoying. It was frustrating. Jason, Jason's annoying or the Dodgers were annoying? The, the Dodgers. Both. The, the Dodgers were annoying. In that series, Dodgers. Jason. 100%. 100%. All right. Well, Kyrie Irving, will the saga with him ever end? I don't know. But Mark Stein is reporting that the Rockets 
could look into signing Kyrie Irving, but there's a big if. This really all depends on James Harden. If James Harden doesn't choose Houston, which last we heard was that he was torn between Houston and the 76ers, that if they don't land Harden, they could look into signing Kyrie Irving. Mark Stein also says in his report that there's really only one team that is in on Kyrie, and it's still the Dallas Mavericks. Mm. So. Yeah, I mean, the, the Mavericks, if the Mavericks give him a four-year max guaranteed contract, they're just bidding against themselves. Yeah, don't do that. They're just bidding <laughs> against themselves. Um, the, the problem with Kyrie is that anything he says, it doesn't matter. He wants <laughs> four-year guaranteed contract at max money, and it has been proven that, one, he struggles to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Two, you struggle to win with him. Yeah. He's an immensely talented player, but all these guys that talk about winning— Unless you're willing to take less, you ain't going to win. Yeah, he's a bit of a cuckoo bird, a little bit. All right, let's move on to the Warriors. The Warriors also have some decisions to make this offseason, for sure. And The Athletic is reporting that they're not actively shopping Jordan Poole, but that if he's part of a trade, that the return package is appealing? Mm, well, then maybe we can talk, is what The Athletic is saying. His salary jumps from $3.9 million to $27.4 million this season. Yeah, it was a big, big extension that he got after he got punched in the face. <laughs> and it'll be interesting to see if they can unload that thing because it does not feel like that dog will hunt at that number. And it, a lot of it comes down to like how good a player you are. It's a cost benefit analysis. At $3.9 million, he's awesome. Right. At $25 million, he's not. He's just been inconsistent for the, you know, right. 27.4. Right. But if all I need to get a raise is a punch in the face, I will volunteer. I'm just throwing that out there. Listen, was, if, the, if you, that's what it takes. Which one of us would you most want to have punch you in the face? I think that's an easy one. Out of the three of you? Yeah. I'm going to take John Ramos definitely, to punch me in the face. Definitely. definitely. <laughs> that's because it's a light punch. Is yeah, that why? I, I think you'll yeah. look at me I and was, won't be able to actually punch me all the way. <laughs> I, I had a thought here, guys. I was watching, I forget what I was watching yesterday, but I was like, if there was a Gottlieb show or a Fox Sports Radio movie, Cheech Marin should play John Ramos. What do you guys think? Cheech. <laughs> hey, get out there and press. That was to, the to press. To continue tomorrow, I No, guess. but Cheech is like a delightful guy. They don't look exactly alike, but at least you, at least he could sell it. You could do a lot of makeup. You know, I mean, he's not going to be as good looking as John is, but that's, you, that's a high mountain to climb. Cheech Marin would, would would be a I think really really good. All right, in the bonus podcast available top of the hour. I'll give you my pick on the on the game tonight. Uh, real quick, Jay Stu, do you think the series is over tonight? It's over. Yeah, it's over. Uh, Monsi, I think it's over. Uh, John Ramos, good night. Good night. <laughs> All right, so then we're gonna have to figure out Dynasty Talk tomorrow. Is that what we're doing? No, we won't do Dynasty Talk. We won't do Dynasty Talk. We'll figure it out in the bonus podcast. Is live now. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. 
Welcome to Locatora Radio, Season 9. Love at First Listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.